Welcome back to Beauty with Kay. It is 1.28 in the morning. And this is episode 2 of Devotional Time. So today we're reading from John chapter 2. And you can pause right now and go read it for yourself because I'm not going to read I'm not going to read the whole thing but I would obviously highly encourage you guys to go read it um but before we get into devotion time I just want to stop and pray and give thanks and glory and honor to Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God and to even though yes he dwells on the inside of us and my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I still want to invite them into this to this time. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you right now, Father, and we invite you in to this devotional time this morning. Lord, I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for your understanding of your word, Father. I pray that um, what you need for us to understand out of John, Father, chapter 2 this morning, Father, will you will just place on our hearts, Father, whatever it is that you need for us to grasp from John 2 this morning, Lord. And I pray, Lord, in your mighty name, in Jesus, amen. Okay, so, John chapter 2. Um... It's short and sweet, I'm not going to lie, but it's good. It's full of some small little nuggets that I'm going to just pull out of, excuse me, one of them being, okay, so, um, the first couple of, um, first couple of parts of the of first John two or John two talks about how Jesus and his and the disciples and his brother and his mother got got invited to a wedding. And at this wedding they had ran out of wine. And so Jesus' mother went, I owe Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you ain't there ain't no wine. I mean, Jesus is like, uh, what's that got to do with me? You know what I mean? And she told the servants, she was like, look, do whatever he tell you to do. <laughs> look at the confidence in, in Jesus' mother. Like, look, he, he gonna handle the situation. Just follow his direction. Um, and so, I, so Jesus, there was like a couple of, bins, I want to say bins, but these clay, big giant clay jars that they hold water in, and Jesus goes over to the water bins, and you know, all he says to them is, now draw some water out, and take it to the head waiter, that's all he said, we stop and talk about Jesus didn't say blessed be this water that turned into wine or he didn't say this ultimate prayer or whatnot he just walked over to the 
to the water bins, told them, hey, fill it up, and then draw from it, and then take it over there to the, to the head waiter. What? He, <laughs> you telling me that Jesus could turn water into wine by just giving instructions? Like, he didn't, blessed be the wine, blessed be the water. He just said, hey, fill it up with water, draw from it, there's your wine. You know? But even before I go into that, I want to point out something else. His dad, he, like, he didn't say, go to the store. And at the store, you know, you could get what you need. Or down the street at this person's house. Or he didn't send them away to get what they needed. He used what they already had. Because all he did was look around. He saw some empty clay jars that they put water in. And he told them, go fill those jars up right there. And then serve it to the head waiter. Meaning, like, I want to pinpoint that back to us. Like, turn the mirror back to us. Maybe we're looking for God to, you know, well, God will, how, how am I going to pay this bill, or, or, Lord, what am I called to, or, Lord, this or that, and he's like, maybe the thing that I'm going to use is already there, it's just, what happened, he said, fill it up, and then distribute it, so, I'm thinking like, okay, they didn't have to go anywhere to, to get the wine. Jesus used what they already had. And then it's like, okay, God, I'm sitting here right now, literally like, what do I already have that you can use? Father, like, give me Understanding and wisdom to see what you've already placed there or what's already been placed there. It may be because those those water jugs were just sitting there. They were just sitting there. They were empty, but they and they were just sitting there. But again, there wasn't like other people would have looked at them like oh they're just sitting there they're gonna use them whenever no see God's like oh those right there I can use so sometimes it's the things that you think that God wouldn't use or we kind of overlook that God will use because I'm sure everybody was used to seeing those clay jars there for for water but I'm sure they didn't think of a 
go to Jesus and take these cl- these um, clay jars. No. And it's just like, okay, God. <sighs> okay, Holy Spirit. Like, what on the inside of me or what do I have that I'm maybe overlooking because I'm so used to it? That God is going to But see, in the end, and I want you to look at the next part. He gave instruction. He showed them what he was going to use. He told, and then he gave them instructions on what to do. He didn't give them this elaborate instructions like, Okay, go fill the, them up with water. Dip your your uh, cup in there. Serve it to the waiter, and then it will turn into wine. No, he said, fill it up, and then pour some and give some to the to the head waiter. And they did. Meaning, they obeyed. He didn't need to say anything else. He didn't need for them. He didn't need to give them this elaborate understanding. Why? Because, let's go back. His mom told the servants, Hey, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Think about it. The word of God. God says, Hey, whatever Jesus tells you to do, Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, do it. No ifs, no ands, no buts. I don't need to explain that. He's going to tell you what you need to do and then just do it. And guess what? The outcome of them obeying and trusting, not only trusting Jesus, but trusting his mother that he, that Jesus would um, help them get what they needed. Like, so it's not just, you know, you want just breaking that just small portion down. It was trust in the mother, trust in Jesus, obedience. And then the outcome was what? They got wine. And it was wine better than the first one. So it's like, if that's not a representation of how we should be in our lives. One, trust God when God says, just do what Jesus tells you to do. And do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Just do, he'll... He'll tell you what to do. And then when Jesus and the Holy Spirit give you instructions, he get to the point in your relationship with the Holy Spirit and your relationship with Jesus where he doesn't have to give you full-blown details. Get to the point where you trust in him so much with all you have, with all of you, that he could give you one word. 
He could give you one sentence. And because you trust in him, you will obey. And guess what the outcome is? They got wine. But what if because you obeyed the thing that you had been praying for, the thing that you had been hoping for, the thing that you had been seeking his face with all you are comes to pass because you trusted, you obeyed, and guess what? He did what he said he was going to do. See, Jesus didn't necessarily say that he was going to provide wine, but they knew that he could. <coughs> they knew that they could count on Jesus to provide. Going back to our own mind, we know we can count on Jesus. We know that Jesus will provide. And see, some people would have been like, well, why didn't he do that earlier? Or one, there wasn't a need for the wine earlier. (coughs) Excuse me. Two, ask and you shall receive. Three, what is it? They sought the help of some, like, they had a problem. They went to the mother. The mother took them to Jesus. Come on now. You have a problem. The Holy Spirit sent you to the Word. And then the word, which is, okay, because we just talked about in 1 John, the, the word was God, and it and, um, it talks about the word, the word was God, or the word is God. So therefore, meaning, this is what, this is what God would say, you know what I'm saying? And so it's just like, okay, Holy Spirit is like, that's why, you know, I had to get a little spanking yesterday from Miss Arroyo because and that's a mighty powerful, powering, power of a praying woman of God. Um, that she was like, hey, this is, you know this. You, you need to go eat the word. You know what I'm saying? You need to get the, you need to eat the word more. And so, and it's just like, hey. You know, if the word is God and the word was God, okay, Holy Spirit sending you to the word, like everything you need, the questions that you're looking for, I mean, the answers to the questions that you are looking for are right here in this book. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that the Holy Spirit can't give you answers, but the word of God can give you and will give you answers too so it's like the holy spirit or god sending you to what the word to jesus to what 
to get what you need but there comes a a point where you have to trust him but trusting and obeying go hand in hand you say you trust God then your obedience should be on point so if you have an obedience issue with obeying then you might need to go back and look do I fully trust God all the way and see Jesus the way he spoke to these men was just so simple like dip the thing into the into the jar and the court give it to the head waiter that's it so if Jesus could just simply or the Holy Spirit could just simply give you a word hey reading the word we read something in the word that says um you like um victory in God or forgiveness or whatever we may read whatever that talks about know that if it gives you instruction like forgive thy neighbor um or treat others as you want to be treated trust God and trust Jesus that if he says treat your neighbor as you want to be treated that's instructions right there that when you treat others like you want to be treated there is going to become an outcome of that and it's going to come a good outcome I treat others like I want to be treated because the Lord said it in the word and you know what because I treat others like I want to be treated, I am kinder to people. I'm compassionate more to people. I'm more understanding. I'm more patient with people. I'm more loving with people. Why? Because that's how I want people to be towards me. And it's just like, like oh my gosh and this is just the first little these are just the first little little, little bit of a second of <clears throat> John 2 then we're gonna move on to Jesus in the temple you know one thing I love about Jesus is that you know how we always talk about you know throwing shade see I feel like Jesus wasn't throwing shade but Jesus would throw hints and he's and I was reading in, in in John two that the disciples didn't catch it. It was till it was happening, and it's just like okay. And I feel like sometimes God will give you little hints. Or even sometimes, let's talk about it. I have been having these weird dreams, and you know, where I would be in the rapture and I would get left behind or whatever. Uh, and, and I was like, oh, God, you know, Holy Spirit, if that's you, is that a warning? And it's like, if it was a warning, like, hey, look, I'm gonna need, and you, and maybe, and, Maybe it wasn't a warning like, oh, the rapture is going to happen tomorrow. 
but maybe it was a warning hey if it did happen tomorrow i need for you to know where you are right now where you are right now but hey what when you see a warning sign what what does it represent that means hey if you keep going in the direction that you're going you're gonna come up to something that's dangerous like warning construction up ahead hey warning there's some maintenance going on on the street up ahead so what does it say it says and then it gives you instructions slow down so or get over and if you choose to what disobey them or you choose to ignore them let me tell you something you're gonna be messed up with you when they had a big hole in the ground because they were digging and you didn't listen and you drove right into the hole or you know they told you to get over way back in the back but because you didn't listen you ran into some cones here hey warning warning if you keep walking in the direction that you're walking you're gonna step outside of God's parameters and two nobody knows the time and day of the rapture only God does therefore you think oh I have time I have time to be truthfully honest time is not in our hands time is in God's hands so you know you may think oh I have you know the rapture is not going to happen for generations from now and I'm not saying that it ain't because let me tell you something it it could happen a hundred generations from now because God has plans like God has he's like look I'm going to raise up a generation or whatever his plans may be but at the same time he's like because you don't know the time because you don't know when Trust me when I say, stay ready. Here it is. Here's that word, trust. I'm telling you, I'm giving you instructions that you need to stay ready at all times. You know what I'm saying? So he's giving you instructions. And then he's allowed, and then he tells you, okay, stay ready. And then you have, then you have choice whether or not to or not so it's like you can't be mad at God or Jesus when he returns and you weren't ready he told you to stay ready he told you stay on your toes you know let's let's even talk about it too going back going to revelations he literally tells you Everything that's going to happen in the last days. So, if you walk in deceit, deceitness or or any of these things, he t- 
told you. Don't be surprised when those things start popping up. He told you those things would happen. You know, just like he said, rumors of wars. There'll be wars and rumors of wars. But don't worry about that. That, that, like, that's going to happen. Like, but he told you exactly what is going to happen. But then he tells you, then he gives you instructions on what to do at this time and this hour. And you have the opportunity to what? Obey. Because he talks about there's going to be people who rise up and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, I rest my cousin wrote something today. She was like, you need to test the, the spirit, you know. But it's just like, God, I'm not saying the rapture is going to happen today. I'm not saying the rapture is going to happen tomorrow. I'm saying maybe he's just trying to, we've gotten so comfortable with, oh, it's not right now. That he's just trying to light that fire back on the inside of us to where we stay ready. And we stay close to him so that when it does happen, we are ready. And so, you know, <laughs> this is a little stupid picket. <laughs> but going back to um, in the temple, you know, in the temple, they had, ta- they had turned the temple into something that it was not supposed to be they yes I mean outside the temple could they have been selling the, the, the goats for them to sacrifice yeah I'm sure God I'm sure Jesus wouldn't have minded them selling the goats for people but it was when they started what cheating the people that was like hold on this is the house of God and you're more focused on making a dollar than anything no that's not right so he went in there and he was like throwing things and tables and knocking stuff down and and what what is the real thing he cleared out what should not be there he cleared out like look this is my temple I'm clearing out what doesn't need to be here. And, you know, automatically we always go to the church. But something I just said, my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And the presence of the Lord dwells on the inside of me. So don't be surprised when the Holy Spirit, when you invite the Holy Spirit in, you invite Jesus in that he goes in there and starts kicking out and starts knocking over and exposing things for what they truly are and what's going on because he's like this is my, you said this is the temple of the Holy Spirit therefore when the Holy Spirit starts revealing things you need to get your life right you know what I'm saying, no you need to work on your character Caleb no, no, no. You need to work on trusting in the Lord, Kayla. You need to work on obeying, Kayla. You need... And he starts showing you things, and then he starts kicking things out. Don't be surprised, because Jesus did it. 
Jesus went into the temple and was like, uh-uh, y'all get up out of here. And knocking things over and clearing things out. Because he's trying to clear out what doesn't need to be there. And that's why I feel like the Holy Spirit and Jesus does on the inside of us. They On the inside of us, they go in and they clear out what doesn't need to be there. And then you have these people like, what signs are you going to show? With? Like, and, and Jesus said, I, I, I can, pretty much he said, I can destroy this, this temple and rise it again in three days. And the thing about it is, he wasn't even talking about physical temple he was like look without saying he said it without saying it I'm gonna die but guess what it's not over because I'm gonna rise again on the third day but it's like that's the sign and then you know then like I said earlier the disciples didn't understand that you know what Jesus was saying until it was actually happening and in in the next couple of verses it talks about when it was happening they remembered that Jesus had said this so it's like okay I want to give you a good example and a bad bad example let me do the bad example or the negative example the negative God's warning you God's warning you God's warning you Mm, like not just the rapture but check your attitude check your attitude you know what I'm saying calm down just learn how to speak to people correctly you know what I'm saying and you don't listen and then at the wrong moment when you least suspect it because you hadn't been checking your attitude, you hadn't been working on your character, because you hadn't been obeying, I, something came up and you exploded. But here it was, Jesus was already trying to tell you, your character, your attitude. Um, for me, hey, if you keep walking in the direction that you're walking you're going to walk yourself right out of God's parameters. And when you least expect it, Jesus is going to return. And because you were going to be out, because you were outside of his parameters, you got left behind. Or, let's just say, <clears throat> disobedience. Let's look at that one. Or not disobedience. Like Jesus told you to do this. Or the Holy Spirit told you to do this. And he told like look, you want this, then you gotta do this. And you never do it. And then you know you're like six months from now. You're like, well, God, I don't understand why I'm still this. I don't understand why I'm still here. It's because you didn't do what I told you to do. 
you disobey. And I'm, I can only look back at myself and just like, okay, Holy Spirit, am I here in the place that I am in and walking through the things that I'm walking through because of disobedience? Or because I didn't listen and that for me is okay okay I now need to sit with the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to one bring things to light and two Lord let me ask for forgiveness and pivot okay Father I disobeyed I ask for forgiveness Father how where do we go from here, Holy Spirit? And how can I walk in obedience now? Okay, how, you know, a great story of that is Jonah. God called Jonah to Nineveh. Because Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh, he went, I'm sorry, Nineveh, to Tarshish. He went to a whole nother place. So here it is, he got on a boat. He thought all everything was cool. They were sailing. No, no, no. You're walking in disobedience. And when you're walking in disobedience, you're outside of God's. And it's just like, hey. All of a sudden, a storm came. And instead of being like, y'all remember the story where the storm came and Jesus was like knocked out uh, (laughs) at the bottom of the ship. Everybody else was freaking out. Like, with Jonah, they were all freaking out. They were finna drown. They were finna die. And, And Jonah's, okay, you know, not condemnation, but, you know, he knew why this was going on. So, they put him, they sent him into the, they cast him into the water, into the water, and because of his disobedience, God sent a whale, and the whale swallowed him up. And Jonah had to sit in the disgusting, stanky, rotten whale for I think three days and in that stinky rottenness God what God sustained him God protected him but at the same time God corrected him like look Jonah I told you to go to Tarshish look Jonah I called you here I need you either gonna obey or you're not gonna obey. And Jonah was like, I'll obey. So what happened? The whale spit him out after however many days. And he took his stanky self from being in that whale for however many days he was. And he went and did what God called him to do. But the truth of the matter is, he wouldn't have had to be stank and 
all that going to where he got called him to to go if he had have just what trusted obeyed so maybe this is you know a time of hey when you trust and obey God the outcome will never disappoint you but also trust in, in, in the Holy Spirit and trust in the Lord when he starts kicking things out and pushing things out of you or, or asking you to get rid of things guess what he he one <clears throat> he knows those things are not good for you but two it's to I feel like too is to make room for him and what he has and what he wants for your life. And then three what just walk in obedience because disobedience because we wanna talk about there were some other people in the early scriptures who disobeyed and they got replaced. There were other people who disobeyed. Let's talk about the woman. Okay. The angel said, don't turn back. Just keep running. And she turned back. She disobeyed. And she turned into a pillar of salt. There were many times when people disobeyed. And. Um, the outcome of it was not very good. You know, Samson. Don't you tell nobody where you get your strength. Like, like, don't you, like, keep that to yourself. And he went for it. And he told Delilah. And what did Delilah do? Delilah stripped it of it. Now, did Delilah know that once his hair grew back, his strength grew back? No. But there was a season where Samson had to sit in his decisions. Disobey. It was a season of, and I'm sure a lot of many of the people, you know, um, Peter, Peter, well, well, he didn't necessarily disobey, but he denied Jesus three times. So he kind of had to sit in that, you know, feeling like, oh, I, I, I don't want to say give a shame because, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you did exactly what Jesus had warned you you would do. But I'm telling you, and I want to encourage you to just, one, trust in God. Two, when you trust in Him, obey Him. And the outcome will always be okay. You can depend and trust on God. That in Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Because we talked about, you know, how Jesus, you know, God is three in one. God is God. And then he he um, he took a part of himself and formed Jesus. And then Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. So he's what three in one. And so why am I telling you this? Is because it's just like, look, you can trust. 
but you gotta obey. And that's on me. You can say you trust in Jesus and the Holy Spirit all you want to God. But if you don't obey, then how much of that trusting do you really have? But that's my little nugget of today. And I just want to encourage you that like, you know, he won't disappoint you. And if he's getting rid of stuff on the inside of you, it's because it doesn't need to be there anyway. And two, I feel like also when you obey the Lord, when you obey the Holy Spirit, or even when you obey the Word, that is a key indicator that you trust God and you trust Jesus. And, that, and, and he, and, and see, you trusted Him in this area, and then you'd be like, okay, because I know. She'll trust me in this area. Let me see. Is she going to take that same obedience and trust into this area? And this area may be a little bit harder. You know? But the outcome will be beautiful. You never know what the outcome is when you trust in Jesus. Like, you never know what he may have. Because, guess what? That wine that they poured out to those people were better than the wine before so it's like you don't know he's telling you to be obedient he's telling you to stay put or he's telling you to move out or he's telling you to wait on him because what he has for you is better than what you could ever you know think of you know come up with yourself and it's just like if you want listen and obey you don't know God can have something you be like OMG we are walking in it and you look back and you're like like the disciples did so this is what you meant when you said this or hey the Bible says talks about forgiveness he says, bring what? Ask for forgiveness. And turn from your wicked ways. And he will remember them. From the east to the west. So it's like, there it is. You can trust God that he that he forgives you. That he don't remember guess what? And then he gives you instructions. Turn from your wicked ways. So, when you listen and you trust and you obey, guess what? The outcome, you will never be disappointed. Because one thing I know about my God, my Jesus, and my Holy Spirit is that they do not disappoint See, and I want to put a little, little nugget in there. 
He does not disappoint. Can you feel disappointed? Yes. The reason why you feel disappointed is because sometimes he ain't doing it when you want him to do it. It's not that he ain't going to do it. It's just not happening when you want it to. So what you feel disappointed. But the truth of the matter is, he didn't disappoint you. He just didn't move when you wanted him to. <laughs> so, well, I just I threw that in there because I'm working on literally not only trusting, but not only in obeying and listening, but also I'm learning you know, um, I'm also the consequences to actions, but I'm learning that, um, that if you obey, he will never disappoint you. disappointment and what it actually means it's a feeling so if it is a feeling it's something maybe you choose to feel because he didn't do when you wanted to but he did it he just didn't do it when you wanted to I don't know We'll save that for another <laughs> devotional time. But I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to Bleeding with K devotional time. Um, I hope you guys will subscribe and please listen to some of the other uh, episodes. Um, yeah, I hope you grab something from this. And if not, I'm sure when you go read John 2 you will grab something from it and and just allow the holy spirit to speak to you one thing i'm learning guys is that devotional time it needs like there needs to be a, a conversational moment where the holy spirit speaks to you after you've spoken you know or not not, not, not after you've spoken but like let him speak then you can speak then let him speak some more then you can speak you know what i'm saying conversation that's how what that's how you get to know somebody but yeah (laughs) thank you guys so much um i appreciate everything and we'll see you guys next time with blooming with k all right bye